Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steve and Izzy Alastair McLean, The master of suspense and high adventure goes beyond the guns of Navarone. With Force 10 from Navarone. Force 10 from Navarone. Directed by Guy Hamilton, who propelled James Bond through Goldfinger and live and let die. There's no bridge in the world that can't be blown. That's what Force 10 was here to prove. They're lying. Kill them. You think I'm a traitor? I don't think. I know. Force 10 from Navarone stars Robert Shaw of Jaws and The Deep, Harrison Ford of Star Wars, Barbara Bach of The Spy Who Loved Me, Edward Fox of A Bridge Too Far, Franco Nero of The Pirate, Carl Weathers of Rocky, and Richard Keel, the deadly seven-foot-two-inch jaws in The Spy Who Loved Me. Ready! This Christmas, there will be only one motion picture with the force of Alastair McLean's Force 10 from Navarone. The high adventure that blows the dam on excitement. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. We're uh, continuing Katame with a suggestion from Mario of the Superiority Complex. Mario, you there? I'm here to blow the dam on excitement, <laughs> guys. Excellent. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. Of course, we're talking about Force 10 from Navarone from yeah. 1987. Sorry, 1978, not 87. That would have been different. <laughs> <laughs> different cast, I would so think. So much more hair. <laughs> and I'm glad the trailer went through the cast for us. I mean, we got pretty yeah. much everybody in there. Harrison Ford, Richard Keel, Robert Shaw, Carl Weathers. Yeah. And of course, the reason I'm guessing Mario suggested this movie, Barbara Bach. <laughs> well, I just suggested it to you guys because I was watching it. And it's such a weird amalgam of all these different universes you have two different bond villains robert shaw was red grant and richard keel was jaws you have a bond girl you have barbara bach ringo Starr's wife i think they're still married is that correct yeah i think they're still together yeah i think they're still together and then you have carl weathers you know coming in from rocky harrison ford is just off of star wars but then you have all these secondary characters because the main nazi guy goes on to be the main Nazi in Indiana Jones, the last crusade, last crusade like, yeah. you know, like yeah. 10 years after this. So it's this weird crisscross of like the Indiana Jones and James Bond universes all mashing together. It's weird. That's uh, fantastic. Thank you for suggesting it. But first I'm a little bit apart, sweetie. When you got the drink? I am too. In honor of, uh, in honor of Force 10 from Navarone, we have a lovely beer from Anchor Brewing, the Liberty Ale. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a big old uh, blue and white eagle on it with an American flag crest and an anchor. Yeah, I'm excited. Do you like my jingly can opener? Jingly jeans <laughs> can opener. All right, I'm going to pop the top. Oh, my top. All right. Give me back jingly keys. 
And let's see, I'm going to use a Breaking Bad mug today. Ooh. Thank you, Sean, for a Breaking Bad mug all the way from uh, Kansas, from Arizona. Oh. When she drove through. Oh, nice. And the port. All right, we can't hear this. I can hear in it. This mug. You have super hearing then, sir. I have my <laughs> headphones cranked high. <laughs> All right, it's got a white frothy head. I won't be, I won't lie, it's in a mug, so I can't really see it. But I can see through the brown bottle, and it's crystal clear. Like, you could read a book through this beer, which is typical of Anchor. They do some pretty clear beers. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, nice little uh, kind of a hoppy pale ale. Yeah, I can't quite tell the color. Probably a light brown would be my guess. Um, but yeah, very... A very piney kind of hop note. We'll yeah. Try, try it's got that. a nice, uh, like, malty backbone, but not, like, overly sweet. I was looking up the ABV. 5.9% alcohol by volume. Sounds about right. Yeah. I love pretty <laughs> much everything from Anchor. They just make great beers. Absolutely. And they come the the nice little bottles that are good for pouring. I don't know. Just the yeah. shape of them is just real real smooth. Doesn't get a whole lot of, lot of the, was it, the glug? Plug that kind of yeah. mixes everything up. Well designed beer. Yeah, uh, native to San Francisco. One of the oldest continue, continually running breweries on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Anchor Steam myself. I have not had the one you're drinking, but I have. Anchor I'm, Steam is a wonderful beer. Love it. Everybody out there should get it. It's good stuff. That is a California common ale. Shuffle, I am shuffle, enjoying shuffle. a Coke Zero from the Coca Cola. <laughs> How the, is uh, the aroma on that? Well, the bad part about driving to and from the studio is that I can't, uh, you know, I would like to have a beer. I would love it, but uh, I have to drive to and from the studio, and it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a distance from my house, so I have to get. Uh, but the Coke Zero, the new Zero Sugar, fantastic. I was hoping it would be good. When they changed the formula, I hoarded a bunch of old one. It was unnecessary. It, uh, it's like a Diet Coke without the cancer flavor is basically what Ooh. it is. <laughs> Excellent. All well, right, it, so next time you're just going to have to call in from your phone, and we're going to deal with the old audio so that you can drink with us. Yeah, I'll do Next time I do it, we're working on uh, remodeling the garage, and I'm going to be able to record from in there. I used to, we used to record at home years ago, my wife and I, when, when she was on the show more. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to – I'll probably have, a, like, a little backup studio there in case I do want to do calls from home and stuff like that. Beautiful. Excellent. Oh, and uh, I want to enter a uh, an apology. It's from Albuquerque. My mug is from Albuquerque, New Mexico. I should have known that. Uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. It says right there in, like, yeah. four-point font. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, Force 10 from Navarone. Yeah. I'm uh, so glad you guys watched this because this is one of those movies. I had a – my dad was um, a Korean War vet, so – Anytime I'd watch a war movie with him, I used to love him as a kid. My my brother's a little older than I was. They grew up in the 60s. And my brother Frank had seen every war movie ever. Loved him. So I would kind of watch what he would watch. And my dad would always, like, he'd be super critical. So he'd flip the channel and be like, nah, it wasn't like that. You know, flip the channel. My also, grandfather was in Korea, too. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. mine, too. That's great. See, I, I, I'm a little older than you guys. Well, my dad had me really late. So, uh, you know. So it doesn't surprise me that it was your grandparents and my 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 dad. But um, yeah, I don't know if you had the same similar experience with your with your grandparents of your grandfathers if they would kind of not always want to watch something like that. And I I I I totally get it. Right, you don't want to be reminded of what is probably a terrible time in your life. Uh, so my dad would flip the channels a lot when, and I would so I would sneak off to the room when I found out these war movies would be on, and they were in Southern California. They were on endlessly. And this was on, I guess, because it was, you know, I, I think I discovered this movie when I was around 12, maybe. They started running it on, like, local channels all the time. And I, it, I remember, I think it bombed. I don't think it was a huge success. And so they probably sold it to TV pretty cheaply. And that's why it was on all the time. I was interested in anything that had Harrison Ford because I was a huge Han Solo fan. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. And, and it's kind of bad that this would have bombed because it's basically Guns of Navarone meets Bridge Over River Kwai, which are yeah. two classics. And it's from the from the director of, what, like five or six James Bond movies? Yeah, I mean, he, he did Goldfinger, which is kind of the seminal Bond movie. And he did all the early uh, Roger Moores, does uh, Man with a Golden Gun, I think, and Live and Let uh, Die. Diamonds Are Forever, I think, was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's funny about this movie, though, is that a lot happens, but nothing really happens. 
<laughs> it's true. Time. It's true. This was the first movie I like. I I took notes, probably the fewest notes of any movie I've done, and <laughs> and it's just that uh, it's you know just major like plot turns and stuff like that, and little one liners and all that. But yeah, I mean it's just a just a journey. Like I, like I was like so engrossed with the movies, like oh I should probably write that down. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I I love this movie. I I don't know if I could argue that it's a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but. Uh, it's one that if it's on TV and I'm fl- it's on cable all the time, and if you're flipping through the channels and it's on, I'll I'll end up watching the whole thing just because it's amusing to me. It's just kind of the cast is so weird. Um, you know what? I'm going to debate you. This I spoiler alert. I think this is a really good movie. It is a difficult movie to explain because it is it's almost a character study and it's kind of and yeah, it's like a journey movie. It's kind it, it's kind of like uh, the incredible journey like homeward bound <laughs> except they're gonna blow up a bridge <laughs> but at the guys end guys trying to blow each other up and i mean like everybody loves homeward bound right yeah replace the dogs with uh with the guys from star wars and james bond and <laughs> replace uh replace the dog catcher with with german nazis with nazis yeah that's like okay. yeah yeah I, I guess I have to re- i'll walk it back i'm not saying it's a terrible movie it's a well-made movie with a great cast. It is a great cast, but I think what happens is, you know, you're 20 years past World War II, and so I think that you're starting to run out of stories to tell. And the, the guy who wrote the book, Alistair McLean, they did, he wrote Guns of Navarone. He wrote Where Eagles Dare, which if you want to see another movie with a weird cast, oh. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Time. You get to see Richard Burton and Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, share wow. some screen time. And it's young, not even a star in America yet, right off of Sergio Leone. Clint Eastwood, you know, but uh, yeah, he this this author had a like a penchant for writing. I just use penchant. I want to slap myself. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, Wait, is, it, is that like a penchant? Yeah, there you go. I just wanted to sound really cool because uh, I feel like you have the sophisticated audience. So I'm trying to I'm trying to up my game. But um, uh, uh, Stork listens to us. Oh, forget it. Uh, he has a penchant then. But yeah, I think that he wrote all of these and I think, you know, maybe he had just gone to the well one too many times. So you you kind of know where the movie's going to go, but it's fun getting there. Is that is that better, Izzy? Does that... To be fair, with any World War II movie, we know how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler! Point taken. Point taken. It ends with um, all of the generals in one theater. They set it on fire. And, no, yeah. Wait. And you shoot Hitler in the face. It's like, I remember very distinctly when Titanic came out, all the older folks in my family were like, why would I go see a movie about something I already know the end of? It's, that is true. I, I know people, though, that will do not mind spoilers because they say that they don't care about the spoilers. They just want to see how it happens. So, oh, that's me. I can people can tell me the end of the movie, and I can put it out of my mind while I'm watching and just enjoy the journey. I, I'm kind of that way too. It just depends. I would I would have been really bummed out if someone had spoiled Sixth Sense for me, but that's one of the few times that I feel like I have a story about that movie. <laughs> I, I started watching it ten minutes in because <laughs> I was just getting home from work with uh, my parents watching it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the movie just started. Sit down and watch it." Blah blah blah, <laughs> and uh, when when the twist comes up. I was like, wait, what? And they're like, oh yeah, back at the beginning of the movie, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Okay. You missed a key bit of information. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know Donnie Wahlberg was even in this movie. <laughs> I accidentally spoiled Moulin Rouge without watching most of it. How did oh. you do that? We were watching it at a sleepover, and I saw the beginning, and then I fell asleep, and then I woke up and just saw, like, the last 15 minutes. And so the next morning, everybody's like, oh, we all kind of fell asleep at different parts. What did you see? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I saw, you know, the very beginning, and then I saw when, uh, spoilers for this 20-year-old movie, I saw when she, like, dies of tuberculosis or whatever, and they all start, and they're like, we all fell asleep at the end. Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's what you get, though. You can't be mad at you for that. They asked you. Right? They asked. They asked they, me what I had seen. They asked for it. <laughs> well, for those that haven't seen the movie yet, uh, the basic plot of it is uh, there's a small tactical force of, uh, what, like six to eight people? I forget exactly how many. No, there's more uh, than that, but, I think, but the main, there's like five main characters. Six? Oh, oh, oh that's right. There, there's more originally, but some of them don't make it. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's basically Harrison Ford 
is kind of leading this group of mostly young individuals, but uh, one of them's Robert Shaw, who <laughs> doesn't look a day under 60 um, <laughs> on this mission to go. And well, I guess they each have their different missions going and on. And they don't like, know. Yeah. Nobody knows what anybody is supposed to be doing. So yeah, Harrison Ford... they're, all, they're all so busy wrapped up in each other's silent treatment bullshit yeah. that they don't realize they're kind of all on the same mission. Yeah, they make Harrison Ford. They make them tag along. They're... So what's amazing about this movie is Robert Shaw and Edward Fox are playing two characters from the original Guns of Navarone. Yeah. So Robert Shaw is playing the, the Gregory Peck character and Edward Fox is playing the David Nivet character. They've just survived uh, Navarone and now they're being summoned on this other mission and they're Harrison Ford is saddled with them but he doesn't know what their mission is and they don't know what Harrison Ford's mission is but they're like yeah hitch a ride with these guys and uh, they're going to take you where you want to go is basically how it starts right oh and, and Harrison Ford's like don't send these old guys with me they can't keep up my guys have been training for months for this that's right and he'd be having a point well, yeah, but, 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 but they do cripple. keep up yeah <laughs> it's young well, grumpy it's it's grumpy it's Harrison Ford now old, grumpy, cantankerous Harrison Ford in 1978 Harrison Ford's body is basically the <laughs> character. So he's just, he's he's very frowny in this movie. He has grumpy yes. pants on. Yeah, yeah. And I like, I like the uh, Edward Fox character, uh, what's his name, Miller or Mueller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the, uh, the the demolitions expert. Like, he's got the, the box of explosive goodies, basically, that he carries with him. But it's like, it's like a giant fucking suitcase. Yeah, like. it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> It's like the suitcase George Bailey gets when he's going to travel the world from uh, from Mr. Gower in It's a Wonderful Life. Just packed with explosives. It's just smaller than the one Tom Hanks rides on to get to the island in Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> just slightly smaller than that. Uh, I forgot about that movie. Oh, God, I love that movie. I, I was trying to think of the name of the island. It's like, like Wana Pui Pui or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. It's little island with a big volcano in the middle of it. <laughs> it is a huge valise full of bombs and stuff. And Edward Fox is kind of the comic relief, just as David Niven was in uh, Guns of Navarone. So he's kind of like the comic relief character. Doesn't take anything too seriously. Yeah, yeah. He's always like, oh, just, just, eh, I, got, I got a little something for this. Whoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they uh, go on a mission deep into, uh, is it, it's in the Germany, right? Gosh. It's in Yugoslavia. Sorry, it's been a couple weeks since... Oh, that's so right. Yeah, like, there's the the, what the Chechnyans or Chechniks, mm-hmm. um, uh, led by Richard Keel, who's a giant of a man. But I, mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. I kind of like the movie Ega. So whenever I see Richard Keel on screen, I'm like, yay. Watch out for snakes. <laughs> so, you know, watch oh. for snakes. You hear the director yell that in Ega. Oh. That's what they named the live Mystery Science Theater tour over the summer. They, they called it the Watch for Snakes tour. And they... I got to see Ega over the summer with a uh, with an audience. It was great. Yeah, it's it's tough. I I I really like it. It's it's obviously a bad movie, especially with the the kids singing all the time. That's like the director's son or whatever. <laughs> but 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 it's it's basically Encino Man. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. And that kid has a look, doesn't he? That hair. Oh, the hair, and he always looks like he's staring directly at the sun. <laughs> and of course probably the major highlight of this movie i just want to bring up is uh when we're introduced to the german major who i swear to god is udo kier's dad like he, <laughs> he just looks like that evil german major uh what's his name schroeder schroeder yeah, yeah, yeah. and his uh lovely assistant maritza there it is <laughs> played yeah. by barbara bach <laughs> there's there's the scene with the two of them where he's at his desk and she's you know taking a bath no big Not deal. Not bad scene at all. Casual, Not, but... casual, just, you know, your casual bath time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I'm sure that's how it happened back in the day. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, I, that was the instant where it's like, oh, this scene might be a little gratuitous, but uh, it was kind of a sausage party beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Guy Hamilton's like, look, let's throw everybody a bone here. Uh, you've seen a bunch of dudes hanging out for uh, 20 minutes or so. Here you go. Here's here's the eye candy. And uh, I'm really surprised that uh, it's just such a casual... It's not really gratuitous, but it doesn't need to be there either. You're just yeah. like, well, this is... <laughs> This is weird. <laughs> it's a little slice of life moment, you know? Yeah, you definitely feel weirded out that it's happening, 
but it's Did you? It's kind of handled in a tasteful way almost. Like if you're going to have a nude scene, it's I guess that's the way you do it. You do it kind of a taste not art he didn't do it artfully, but it was like you kind of see her from the in profile. They're not going yeah, full yeah. frontal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course the conversation they're having is like, "Oh, I don't I don't trust the Americans." And it's like, "I don't really trust them either, but you know, we can use them to our advantage or something like that. Yeah, because they, <laughs> they got to do about it. They fool them into thinking that they have uh, penicillin. They come up with a with a scam because they mm-hmm. get caught. They get captured and they think so. The valise full of explosives. They tell them that there's penicillin and it can't be opened, or it will ruin the. Um, it, will, it what happens? It'll spoil if they open it. And, yeah, it'll ruin the culture. Yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, but it's worth a lot of money on the black market, and that's why they're. They've caught them because they're defectors or the deserters from the allied forces. There's just so many like twists and turns in this movie. I almost like don't want to tell anybody like <laughs> like there's double crossing all over the place. There's all kinds of like plans that just seem to pop out of nowhere. And it's like, are they, are they going to buy it? Are they going to buy it? <laughs> yeah. And so you get a uh, last crusade guy. So, yeah, that's when he goes in his office and he doesn't want to open the case. And. He's having an affair with the partisan woman played by Barbara Buck, and that's when that scene takes place. And so then they, uh, they're they're captured and held prisoner at the camp, uh, but they escape, and I have that their escape is via weekend at Bernie's mode. <laughs> where, uh... That's true. That is right. <laughs> that is right. They kill somebody and have to like basically guy on either side, kind of propping them up, and that's it. <laughs> Well, there is before that. There, there's a twist, but I don't want to give it away. But it involves digging. Was, oh yes, has that yes. already happened? Or I, I think yeah, I think yeah. That, that was just before. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to give that away. But that is a great scene. That is a good. I yeah, do like is. that scene where they're just out and you're not sure how it's going to go, and you're like, oh, there, there you go. That's a nice I, resolution. It's not a spoiler at all, but uh, she looks pretty hot with that gun. <laughs> with the with the with the German machine gun. Yeah, that's like the size of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You realize how, you know what, it's funny, you don't get it as much in The Spy Who Loved Me, which is one of my absolute favorite Bond movies, but you really see she is a tiny woman. Dainty. She's very dainty, and you see it because she's kind of dressed in like these oversized clothes most of the time, and, you know, Robert Shaw's a big guy, and Harrison Ford, I don't know how tall he is, but, you know, you really see that she is not, uh, you know, you don't really get that sense in Spy Who Loved Me because she's wearing kind of high heels and you know but uh yeah you really see how tiny she is uh um, yeah, well in the in the bathtub scene i uh, forgot to mention the bathtub was actually a large thimble <laughs> um, it's literally a wash tub that you would find in like a jug band at like holding up like <laughs> the base of like they would use in a jug band it's like that size it's so a wash tub basically scale replica he wears as a hat <laughs> <laughs> Richard Keel like drinks from it. Yeah. <laughs> it's his foot bath. Coffee mug. Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. I guess you can use it. Uh, <laughs> would you like some hot water or cold water? <laughs> he puts some uh, Epsom salts in there after a hard day of, you know, just. Uh, yeah, so, so they escape the uh, the German camp. Um, we can do Bernie's mode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As Steve pointed out. Yeah. Uh, it's it's such, a, such a great escape. Like, just every little facet of it's kind of cool. Basically, they find out that they have to take out this bridge because it's like the major artery where uh, German forces are going to come through and take over this this pivotal area in uh, Yugoslavia. Well, and our explosive expert and our cripple are there to assassinate a mole who's like deeper within the allies, except mm-hmm. for is he really a mole? Did they already take care of the mole or is the guy they're talking to the mole? Yeah, Ooh, every cloaks and daggers. Yeah, it just keeps getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, fantastic. It, it kind of reaches the point where it's like the, the demolitions expert is like, "Well, we can't take out the bridge. That that bridge is indestructible." I, I don't know about that. I, I think just about every bridge is destructible. It was indestructible but, with what they had on hand and what oh, they were okay. going to be able to get within the time frame they needed. Yeah, because they uh, could okay. only bring in so many supplies, like under well, cover of night. Yeah, and heavily guarded and on both sides. Exactly, and, stuff, and the Germans yeah. were getting ready to march, like in like two days. So it was yeah. like we're never going to get the supplies needed to blow that bridge. So it's indestructible to us at this time. If only I had another suitcase. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he says something like, "If I had ten of these suitcases, I don't think I could do it." Yeah, they don't have enough. Yeah, there's a time limit because the Germans are going to 
basically roll over the encampment there. The lack of supplies is the other thing. So, yeah, you're, you are absolutely correct. But they, there is a backup plan. What can we do instead? Well, you know the dam we passed on the way in? Yeah. What if we blew that up? What? What, what do you mean? You mean release tons of water a la Superman? Right. Yeah. I like the demolition expert. You didn't tell me there was a dam. Well, hell, this will be easy. It's so smart. was like, wait, wait, what? Uh, but but they're going to need more explosives, too. And where are they going to yeah, get those explosives? By plane. Oh, that's and what... from the German. Well, yeah. don't, they, don't they try and get it from by plane first? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the, then... uh, the saboteur... There's yeah. a saboteur the, 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 the mole. Yeah. We can't tell you who it is. Uh, yes, we... blows up the plane, kills what few soldiers they have left on the Allied side. Uh, so now they're going to have to find a new way to get... Uh... She just Gosh, got... basically, basically, at this point, I just want to be like, you know what, guys? Just watch the fucking movie. Watch yeah. the movie. We don't want to say anything. <laughs> watch the movie. But the ending, I do like the ending of this. That whole scene where they have to go blow up the dam and they infiltrate the dam. I love that. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's it, there. There's like three different like plot lines going on. Mm-hmm. It's danger around every corner. You get to see uh, Apollo Creed fight Jaws. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but not really. <laughs> also, I'm not gonna lie. I like that Apollo Creed has no idea what's going on because basically he just needed to get out of the camp he was in. Yeah, <laughs> and hitched or, and like forced himself aboard. And it's really not until like the last 15 minutes of the movie where he's just like, what the doing well you got in the beginning and this isn't really a spoiler he's being arrested and they come upon harrison ford's team sneaking onto a plane and harrison ford explains hey you know someone keeps blowing our cover so we're gonna sneak aboard a plane so nobody knows we're leaving so when you never know what carl weathers is being arrested for but he's in a truck full of mps the mps stop try to stop harrison ford's team Harrison Ford's team beats up the MPs and take the plane. So if you think about it from Carl Weathers' point of view, it's like, hey, these guys are getting out of here. Like, you mm-hmm. know, who know, he thinks they're pulling off some kind of heist too. So he has no idea, right? So he yeah. just assumes yeah. that they're, you know, in trouble too, and they're trying to get away. So he figures he'll he'll uh, he'll just join up with them. So oh, yeah, well, and they tell him like, you don't want to go where we're going, and he's like, I want to get anywhere that's not here. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. everybody's racist. And um, yeah. Oh. yeah, I also I, I like the part they have to infiltrate one of the German camps and they tell Carl Weathers he can't go. And he's just like, why? And they're <laughs> like, you won't fit in. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, by the time you get to the end, I think the one thing that's missing, I think the one thing I want in this movie is I wish they would let Harrison Ford be charming the way we know he can be. Like if they had let him be a little more like an Indiana Jones type or something like that. I think because yeah, he, has to he be... doesn't really get a chance to yeah do his charisma thing. No, yeah, he's, he's just he, angry. he's more of a by the numbers kind of leader guy and like breaks breaks things down. But yeah, it doesn't go. Uh, doesn't even throw any really one liners I can think no. of offhand. Yeah. But you really want to spend more time with Carl Weathers' character. He's yeah. Fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's he's definitely like the most enjoyable character. Yeah, he kind of steals the show, even from the you know the comic relief of. Uh, and what other thing that throws me is Robert Shaw is funny in this one. He's a little bit more <laughs> sarcastic, whereas Gregory Peck is super serious as yeah. the same character in Guns of Navarone. So it's kind of weird. They, they played that character weirdly. But I love Robert Shaw, so it was, you know, although I do want him to start calling Harrison Ford Hooper about halfway through <laughs> the movie. <laughs> oh, and I do, before we, we I, it's not a spoiler, but I want to talk about my absolute favorite scene in this whole movie when they are trying to steal explosives from the Germans and none of them speak any German oh, yeah. except for one guy who they're all pretty sure is uh, is a traitor and uh, who is it that has the handcart? It's Edward, Edward Fox Ed Fox, yeah. Ed Fox. Ed Fox has a handcart and a German soldier who obviously outranks him based on uniform just starts yelling at him and he just flips him off and walks away and it's like, yes, <laughs> this gruntled employee is the same in every in every language. And I think he, fl- he, he does flip him off, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, he flips him off and just walks away. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, like he's just like, fuck you, I'm doing yeah. my job. <laughs> yeah, and then the German guy basically does the hand motions and they're like, well, fine, fuck nah. it, and walks away. <laughs> like, we all know exactly what he's saying without needing to know what he's saying. <laughs> I, t- I always forget that little scene is in there. With, they're, like, in the depot, right? And they're in the, 
Someone's yeah. in the back of the truck. Yeah, they're then... stealing. They're they're they've snuck onto the German side and are literally stealing explosives from the German camp that's about to invade them. That's right. I should have wa- yeah, that... rewatched this before I. I saw it about a month ago. I think is when I brought it up to you, Steve. Maybe like a month or two ago. Yeah, yeah, it was about, yeah, a little over a month ago. Yeah, I was at my mom's and you know flipping through the channels and uh, and I was just hanging out with my mom and uh, it it had just started, and I think I I think I told. Um, the guys from What Were They Thinking? I think I told Nathan and Brennan about it. And then I passed it on to you, and I said, you guys should give this a shot, because I know you like Bond movies. And... True. And I, I was glad we, we drew it out of the hack, because it was one of those, like, you had told me about it, and I'm like, all right, got to put this on the queue anyway. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're going to loan the DVD to my mom, because this is 100% her movie. It's Everyone true, in true, this true. is a childhood crush of hers. <laughs> so did you guys buy, did you go out and buy this movie? Did you guys go out and buy it? Yes. Awesome. Absolutely legally uh, ocu- <laughs> legally obtain this movie 100%. Yeah, because we- go ahead, I'm sorry, DVDs is a crime, oh, we and there are no victimless crimes. We- no, there are no victimless crimes. Caster. So, yeah, I, I guess uh, our overarching thing here is watch this movie, guys. We think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, sorry if this review's a little spotty, but we just don't want to spoil it. And this is definitely a movie you want to go in fresh on. It is hard to to uh, it, it really is hard to talk about it without giving away a lot of the fun. And it's fun. Don't get me. I, I kind of poo pooed it earlier. Um, I'm not. You know, it's just I love this movie. My this is a movie that my wife will sit if it's on. She's watched it a bunch of times, um, and we don't always have the same. T- when it comes to comedies stuff like that, we're on the same page, but. You know, I watch some stuff that she's just like, what are you watching? But she likes it because it's just it's a very light. It's a very light, enjoyable movie. And there's enough twists and turns to keep it entertaining. And yeah. if you are a movie buff at all, you, you know, like, you know, if you like James Bond or Indiana Jones, there's enough people in there to go, hey, I know that guy. Hey, I know that guy. Hey, I know that guy. And you can just like if you're a movie buff enough to download a podcast about movies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to you know... learn more about movies. You know, I think you so you were saying this isn't a great movie or whatever. Not that it's not a, like a good movie. It's hard to compare this movie to like some of the really serious war movies because yeah. it is lighter. But it's a great movie. It's almost like a I like to use the term popcorn movies. Like yes. you just go and you have fun and you enjoy it. Like it, it's hard to say that about a war film, but like this definitely like it's an enjoyable war film. You're not going to be leaving just like you know bawling your eyes out or feeling like all of mankind is awful you're gonna leave this like enjoying your life even the score even the score is like super light it's kind of like this light yeah uh, very cheery yeah it's a very cheerful little thing and um it even ends with kind of a joke (laughs) like they kind of like put a little bow on it i love the last the last bit of this so yeah, yeah it's a fun like I said, if it's on or you just want to kill some time and you don't want anything too serious, you just want to have a good time. And again, part of the fascination is watching the cast, is watching young Harrison Ford with Robert Shaw. I think this was his last movie. Um, it was definitely one of the last, yeah. Yeah, and you know, you, you know him from Jaws, and you know, and so it's kind of fun to see him doing this. And Edward Fox has been in a million things, and. Uh, you know, and then you get to see Barbara Bach. You get to think, wow, Ringo Starr yeah, married do. this girl, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I give this, honestly, I'm not going to, I'm going to give this movie like, I give it like a six and a half right in there. Like six and a half, seven, right in there. Quick question, gentlemen. Best, like, last line, better last line of the movie. The last line in this movie or the last line in A Boy and His Dog? Are you going to be mad if I tell you I haven't seen that movie in years and I cannot remember the last line? You don't remember the last line of a boy and his dog. No. Oh I goodness! Seen that movie. You need to go rewatch this right. movie. I'm gonna say boy and his dog. <laughs> Just to be safe, <laughs> and and at the same time, not spoil this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say boy and his dog. Uh, for me, the best last line in a movie is um, well, up until recently, it would have been it's the Spider-Man Homecoming, the whole thing with Aunt May. Oh yes, with Aunt May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one I can think of offhand, Hamlet Two. You'll live a blessed life because everywhere will be better than Tucson. <laughs> that is a good line. Uh, I love so, that movie. Some like it hot would probably be one of my favorite closing lines. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but that's a great closing line. Um, yeah, no, that one has a great one too. I don't want to ruin that. 
I don't want to ruin that 70-year-old movie, so go ahead and watch that. Spoiler! <laughs> Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give it up. That, that was the director's cut, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Rhett's not giving a fuck. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we have more beer, fun facts, and your questions. Woo! But everything I learned from movies returns. Spooky! For no reason. <laughs> Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, inter- I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Complex. On Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex. And you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine. What do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the defenders. Uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. Wow, those were some amazing ads. Those might have been the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. I'm glad Even I was that, here to listen to those. Right? And I, it's some guy that sounded almost exactly like you was a part of those, Mario. It, it was an imposter. This is like a Force 10 from Navarone style trick. <laughs> uh, so, uh, sweetie, you got a little uh, something to drink? We do. I think you have it. Oh, no, here it is. No, I don't. I do have it. Huh. I'm in control of this. Alrighty, in honor of Force 10 from Navarone, from Anchor Brewing, we have Liberty IPA. Yeah, <laughs> India Pale Ale. Yeah, so this is the big brother of the Liberty we just drank. Finally. <laughs> so I'm going to pop my top right here in front of Mario. Oh, my top. Oh, I was looking at a still of Barbara Bach from Force 10 from Navarone. What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just popped my top. It's oh, all good. I always miss Yeah, those, so. Liberty IPA is... Uh, is our reimagining of the old craft brew classic Liberty Ale envisioned through the lens of today's IPAs. We first brewed Liberty Pale or Liberty Ale in 1975 to celebrate the 200th anniversary of Paul Revere's Midnight Ride. This evolutionary forerunner of the modern IPA introduced America to the Cascade Hop and the nearly lost art of dry hopping. Like its predecessor, Liberty IPA is made with two roll malt and Cascade hops. It is the combination of Cascade with new hop varieties, uh, both in the brew house and in the cellar, that creates this uh, mouthwateringly highly complex and robust aromas of pine and citrus in this crisp American-style IPA. Wow, this 
lettering is so tiny. That's just what's written around the neck. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Already. So I'm going to do the pour. Glug, 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 glug. Oh, this is a nice, like, golden yellow color. It's got a white frothy head. And, of course, that beautiful dark anchor bottle. Ooh. Just so well de- Everything they have is just well, so well designed. This one also has an eagle on it, but this eagle is brown and gold with a white head as opposed to the blue one. Yeah, it doesn't have the uh, American flag being held down by an anchor or anything. Just No, just he's eagle. about to have an anchor dropped on him. That's right. <laughs> look out, bald eagle. So Steve's going in for the taste. Oh, no. But look at his face. Ah! Ah, nope. uh, that's what liberty tastes like. Mm. Bitter and refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe the... this, uh, yeah, piney notes. Um actually very similar to the Liberty Ale. I, I mean if it's seven percent it or whatever, it's a it's a sneaky point uh, or two around. What pa- is it? point or two higher. Uh, it's on the back. It's on the back. The one was on oh the back. there we are, six point three. Oh, okay. yeah, so it's like only point four difference. Alright, yeah. Yeah, nice. definitely a little bit more cascade in that, but very similar. Thank you, Anchor, for not going full-blown Simcoe on this. Yes, much appreciated. Keep, keep Simcoe out of your tanks. All right, so Steve, <laughs> do you have any fun facts, super fun facts? Because fun, fun facts. As a matter of fact, I do. Um, and Mario, you were right. This was the last film completed by Robert Shaw. Oh, okay. Yeah, Spoiler. so fun fact. <laughs> Spoiler, he didn't it, make it to the next one. That's sequel. a fun fact for everyone except Robert Shaw. Yeah. You know what? I bet he's having <laughs> oh. a ball. I hope so. Other fun fact, Charlton Heston turned down the role of Major Mallory. Hmm. Huh. You know, I'm okay with the way things shook out. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. We're going to have <laughs> to blow up that bridge if it's the last thing we do. That's my terrible... That's my terrible... <laughs> oh, my God, Mr. Heston. You blew it up! Yeah. Damn you! Somebody Wait, told me that the difference Charlton between uh, Kirk Douglas and Charlton Heston is just the cracking of the voice. Uh, <laughs> so you just go, you damn dirty apes, and that's your Kirk Douglas. Get your hands off me, you there damn dirty apes! There it is. Uh, sorry, I cracked up halfway through. <laughs> uh, uh, this film was originally uh, to be made in 1967 with Gregory Peck, Anthony Quinn, and David Nevin reprising their roles from the Guns of Navarone. Mm. However, by the time the film eventually made it, uh, they were decidedly too old for the sequel, since it was 17 years later. So everybody was clamoring for the sequel? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Not the producers, apparently. Oh. Oh. Uh, and for the scene where uh, Mallory punches Maritza, Barbara Bach, Robert Shaw really did punch her. Whoa! And knocked her unconscious. Oh, shit. And then Ringo stepped in and whooped his ass. No, I think the last part's <laughs> lie. But, but yeah, apparently re- uh, really uh, really connected. Oh. That seems you know, like it was a convincing hit. Yeah, <laughs> that seems like the Robert Shaw thing to do, though. Knowing <laughs> what I know, does her own stunts. Knowing what I know, <laughs> yeah, right. Knowing what I know about her or about him, uh, he was not an easy person to work with, apparently. So maybe, I don't yeah, know. probably especially towards the end there. Yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. That's that's harsh. W W R S D. What would Robert Shaw do? <laughs> yeah, punch a lady in the face. Apparently. <laughs> I'm, sure, bracelets for I, sale. I'm going to assume it wasn't on purpose it's probably just uh you know he's just so used to punching richard dreyfus on jaws right. or something. you don't yeah. have speed and everybody gets hurt yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh it's that sports mentality yes. all right excellent and now we have your amazing questions yeah. our lovely viewers and twitter followers uh this first question comes from Superiority Complex at Soup Complex? Never heard of it. They love ne- soup. Never, never heard of them. Love soup. That is, a, it, you know, you got to listen to their uh, their their uh, tomato bisque episode. Oh, yeah, their recipes always have this wonderful, complex, full-bodied flavor. And no blue curacao. <laughs> it's always the best part. Uh, but their question. <laughs> Second favorite James Bond movie. Oh. Now, everybody knows my favorite's A View to a Kill because I hate myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one I ever saw in a theater. Yeah, I, that was the one I had on VHS growing up. And, and so, like, all the others, it was, like, things I had seen. It, it was, like, things I had seen once, and it was, like, the different actors. So I just assumed it was in the same vein as, like, in, like, Flint, where it's, like, hey, it's a spy movie, but it's not the same series or anything. It's yeah. just random one-off things, like... Oh, hey, look, Sean Carnery, 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
How about you, Mario? What's your favorite? My favorite? Or second favorite. Second favorite. Second favorite is probably Under Majesty's Secret Service. It's one of the best. If if it had Connery, it would definitely be the best. But I would say that's my number two. That's my number two. Nice. I'd say Goldeneye for my second. Again, because I grew up with it. <laughs> my second favorite everyone is going to hate me for. And I'm sorry, but I have terrible taste. We've established on this program. I love Octopussy. <laughs> Who doesn't? Ain't nothing wrong with loving Octopussy. <laughs> I think it's great. And so many people go, that's the worst James Bond. It's my second that favorite. That is nowhere near the worst. That's one of Roger Moore's oh. better ones. That that That's a good, that's a solid yeah. choice. I like Roger Moore. Have you seen Quantum of Solace? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that that that's my worst. Like like if you do a kill and uh, I mean there's a lot of couple questionable ones we'll say, but Quantum of Solace was just the most like it, it was over and I'm just like that was a fucking waste. I, I feel <laughs> that, that the way. One where a blonde Mexican tries to kill an old lady. No no no, no. <laughs> that that was the better one that followed it. This was yeah, the one in okay, between. Yeah, was, yeah, I'm sorry. Everybody a else, blonde Mexican tries to kill an old lady. I like Daniel Craig as Bond. He's not a fun bond. He's not. But that's what they're it's going true. for. They're going for that Dark Knight Returns kind of vibe. I know. Yeah. They're going for ball-crunchingly sad. <laughs> <laughs> ball-crunchingly sad. That's such a great phrase. Well, and, and the best thing about it is that you can have me ball-crunchingly sad and still bang three or four chicks in a movie. There you go. I mean, he's, but he, he doesn't enjoy same, uh... it. He needs to enjoy it. <laughs> he has it. to do it. For, there's not for a sex. If there's not a sexual harassment lawsuit on set, it's not a James Bond film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Sean Connery days. <laughs> Everything I learned for Sean Connery. <laughs> uh, the, Diamonds Are Forever is going to be my least favorite. I hate that movie. Really? I haven't seen that one in a while. Oh God, it just does not work for me. And it's, I, I, I guess, I'm just bitter because it's like. Connery steps away and then he comes back to do that one. It's like, really? You did that one? You just missed out on Her Majesty's Secret Service. It would have been the best one ever. Uh, uh, but yeah. What so, could have been? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> we still have From Russia with Love, which is oh, yeah. my yeah. all time <laughs> favorite. So that's okay. All right. Next question comes from Brent with the home video Hustle. Hustle, hustle. Uh, I know everyone likes them both, but who do you guys prefer, Michael Jackson or Prince? I gotta go with Prince. I gotta go with Michael Jackson. Mario, Mario? I'm going Break in with. A, I'm gonna come in with a tiebreaker and say MJ. Um, don't get me wrong, I love Prince, but like I had older cousins growing up, and they loved Michael Jackson from when he was like in the oh, Jackson yeah. Five. So that music is such a huge part of my childhood, and everybody had the Thriller album. That was the first album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Thriller is iconic. It's yeah, but... uh, yeah, I had half of that album because I used to copy all of my i used to tape my cousin bernadette's records when she wasn't home she would go out dancing with her friends and i would like and she was we were not allowed to touch her stuff and she was scary she would you know she was like she was in high school we were like (laughs) and i remember she left to go out with her friends one friday and i had the whole first side done i'm literally flipping the tape over to record side two i'm about to drop the needle on side two and she comes bursting in the door going, what the hell are you guys doing in my room? And I just took the tape and ran out. So for the <laughs> longest time, I only had the A side of, oh, no. of Michael Jackson Thriller uh, for the longest time. But, yeah, I'm going to have to say Michael Jackson. I do love Prince, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. And then that's the base of the question. Like, we love them both. Yeah. R.I.P. Fuck Mary Kill. Rock and peace. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, fuck, Mary kill. Brent, the ghost of Michael Jackson, and the ghost of Prince. Go. Oh, those anyway. are my options? Well, no, no, that's, that's not a question. We're just going to skip uh, that. I'm going to marry Brent because, like, we don't have to, like, we'll just, you know, you sleep over there, I'll sleep over here, Brent. We'll always we'll watch cuddle. movies together. We'll hang out. And they're both dead, so killing is not a problem. And then, of course. So, I mean, of, half done. Of course. Yeah, so who, who, whose estate do you inherit? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I have, I have all the Beatles records now. If I and then I can oh. just uh, destroy that, so that'll be good. And then the Kinks become the number one band, and all is right with the universe. There we and go. Uh, and then Paul McCartney hunts you, <laughs> hunts you down. I have no fear of Paul McCartney. It's okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question comes from uh, the Poop Culture, Mark and Mancha. There. We destroyed uh, you guys. <laughs> uh, uh, sh- spoiler alert. 
because this question actually has to do with the episode we were just on, oh. their Duel of the Decades. We're gonna destroy you uh, guys! They suggested we discuss the sequel that really killed the Die Hard franchise. Uh, I think they're referring to Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is not the Die Hard episode that killed the franchise at no. all. That movie's fantastic. Uh, they're just better. They are, yeah. Uh, I watched Die Hard with a Vengeance in the back of a truck uh, at the drive-ins for Felicia's birthday. I just watched it yesterday. It was on cable, and I was flipping through the channels, and I got started in pretty early. And that movie holds up. That that movie holds up. Uh, Samuel Jackson's great. Uh, Bruce Willis is great. Um, There's nothing not to like about it. Uh, I don't know why. The ending is always... I always felt that movie needed a better ending. I thought the whole thing with the helicopter was just kind of a little anticlimactic. Yeah. But uh, other than that... It was real quick. It kind of seemed like they just had to wrap it up quick. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we're out of money. (laughs) But uh, what was the one that followed that? What was the one... Uh, uh, live free or die hard. That's, that's the, one. the one I saw in the back of a truck. Never mind. Yeah, that's the one. I feel the like one. that killed it because I didn't never want it. I had no interest in seeing it. The one with the sun, right? Yeah, the one. No, 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 no. This is the one with Justin Long. Okay. And the guys, uh, the uh, parkour guys, and Kevin oh, okay, Smith yes. shows up for like two minutes, and <sighs> yeah, and then there was a good day to die hard, good which is the, the one with Jai Courtney, which mm. definitely the end. <laughs> I'm going to say Live Free or Die Hard kills it because I had never had an interest in seeing it. The previews looked terrible. Um, and uh, that's weird because I loved Die Hard with a Vengeance. I, I even liked Die Hard too. Yeah, it was also like 12 or 15 years later too. Mm-hmm. Like It was a, a, a yeah. little late. I think. It was the Force 10 of Navarone. Force 10 from Navarone of the Die Hard series. <laughs> Robert Shaw stepped in for Bruce Willis. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Uh, next question <laughs> comes from Earth 919 Podcast. All right. Would you rather, yeah, pay attention, mm-hmm. would you rather every time you sneeze, you poop, or every time you yawn, you vomit? One of those happens to me already. <laughs> uh... I personally would rather sneeze and poop. I think I'd rather snoop. I hate vomiting. Yeah, that's exactly it. I do not I like kind vomiting of like at all. pooping. I, I enjoy pooping. It's one of the best parts of my day. I have hated vomiting for years. I can't stand it. Um, I, I can't do it. And I you know what? I'll just I'll buy some Depends and deal with it, dude. I, yeah. I got to so go. Mario, did you hate vomiting before it was cool? I, yeah, I'm a hipster when it comes to vomiting. I'm a real hipster. <laughs> <laughs> I've hated my, you know when you're a kid it doesn't bother you and then I, you get to a certain age and you're just like this is the literally the worst thing possible <laughs> oh my insides yeah, are turning they, out I feel like yeah vomiting is definitely like the thing where my body's just like oh we die now this is how we die yeah this is it yeah I'm gonna vomit <laughs> myself to death and it's there's never a good time to vomit there's never you, you know with pooping like you said you guys enjoy pooping there's times you poop and you're like that was great I feel good I feel yeah. better. Um, you never I'm throw up. And, my yeah, you never throw up and go. Oh yeah, I'm feeling good now. This is no. You don't. You just feel I progressively think that just worse. None of us drink enough. Yeah. That we don't vomit. Feel better. No, that's that. Yeah, I never liked getting drunk for that reason. Just because I knew yeah. I would vomit. And like, Snoop, Snoop's all around. Snoop's. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> all right, from Sci-Fi Double Feature Drive-In Podcast. Woo! What up, Jerry? In our new episode out tomorrow, we go on a rant about babies in movie theaters. What are your thoughts about annoyances in the theater, and what type of soundproof box is best for a child? Uh, the best soundproof box for a child is not having a child at all. Just say no to babies. Just say no. Uh, as a as a father, who you went, didn't say no. Who went? To, I did not say no. But what I did was. If I was going to a movie, I would get a sitter or make the ultimate sacrifice and wait for the movie to come out on DVD. There's a certain yeah. age that, I'm sorry, I know you, listen, I know, I know people are going to disagree with me. Sometimes you got to just lay on the grenade. There's plenty of stuff on Netflix. Um, if you know your kid can't handle a two-hour movie, go to either a Mommy and Me theater, a Mommy and Me showing, which are plentiful. They're in the middle of the day. It's a bunch of moms with their kids in there. You can see a movie that way. Everybody's got strollers. The kids cry. Nobody cares. Do it that yeah. way. Or just yeah, wait a couple sense. months. And now movies are out on DVD. Black Panther just came out on DVD. That's still in the theaters. 
it's yeah. it's fine. You'll you're not gonna you know you'll be fine. You might get something might get spoiled, but I'm sorry. That's just my take on it. You know what's something you could watch at home with the kids? Force ten from Navarone. <laughs> yeah. Get those kids started early. This is how your grandparents won the war, guys. This is how they did it. That's right. But Barbara Bach for the for the adults and uh <laughs> yeah. Or do like my parents Explosions. did. I did not know you could go indoors to see a movie. I thought all movies were dry I thought going to the movies was going to the drive ins seriously till I was like nine. We never it was like a school field trip and I was like, Wait, this is an indoor theater? Like I thought we were going to like go see a movie at a drive in like in the school bus. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's a we good... just only did drive ins. That's your parents that's inception right there. That is like <laughs> you were incepted by your parents. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From Chris from the More Gooder Than podcast. What fictional animal do you wish was real? So many good ones. I mean, is, dragons are cool, but I don't want them like flying around and shit. That, is that's a, just dangerous. Is a Wookiee considered an animal? Yeah, uh, sure. Wookies, Wookies all the way. So, so they can rip your arms off, or no? He's gonna be my pal. Oh yes, yeah, that makes sense. I want hippocampus. It's the seahorse, the horse with the fishy tail. Oh, because also in the myths they're carnivorous. So be like, look out for the sharks in the hippocampus. <laughs> And we can go on hippocampus seeing tours, Steve. So I'm in a cage with a hippocampus. I, I'm picturing the hippocampus like breaching onto the shore to eat a seal yes! like a killer whale does. Yes, with a <laughs> Slow motion and shit. Steve, we could throw them chihuahuas and watch them catch them out on the open sea. <laughs> I'm telling you, those carnivore cruise idea. That's that's going to be our money maker. We just need a boat, a t-shirt cannon, recording? and a whole bunch of chihuahuas. <laughs> You guys want to see bears? <laughs> Carnivore <laughs> cruise. I love it. All right. Next question comes from, oh, Stork at Besotted Geek. No, we didn't Boo! have any book here, so. Uh, he actually has a pretty good question. Do you think you'll hit 200 episodes by the end of June or beginning of July? <laughs> um, That's the running joke spoiler. in the castaways. That I think the... this is number 116 of our big episodes, but... Uh, he does have a point uh, with our mini episodes and stuff. We'll be reaching up around 200 around that time. Yeah. Let me tell you what, guys. We're over 200. I just posted the official episode 220 today. There's actually Congratulations. more. Thank you. There's, <laughs> actually, there's actually more unofficial count. But it took me five years to do that. You guys oh. have gotten to 100. And, uh, you guys... How many episodes a week do you put out? Eight? What is it? Nine? I can never... Uh, Fifteen. Two, usually, no, but... Uh... My workout routine in the morning consists of retweeting your episodes for about the first 15 minutes of the day, and then some light elliptical work. That's my workout every morning. Well, we do also guest on a lot of shows, too. <laughs> it's impressive. You guys, you, your output is insane. That's That's... Uh, congratulations, honestly, guys, but because you're yeah, always entertaining. Our output's just insane. Yeah. <laughs> we put out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I meant that in the com- in the most complimentary Barbara Bach sense of all. Well, yeah. thank, thank you, sir. We, thank you, thank you. You're putting out great content there as well, just uh, not as prolific, I guess. I'm gonna <laughs> say th- I'm gonna say third hey. week of June, by the way. Qu- quality over quantity. I was say yeah. Some people go for quality over quantity. <laughs> we are like uh, the Walmart of podcasts. <laughs> Quality, Volume, yeah, quality over out. quantity. That's what I tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next one comes from Liz with nerdy from nerdy bitches. What's uh, up, Liz? Uh, red or red two? Which is better? And how do they compare to their original DC Comics counterpart? Uh, I liked Red. I wasn't a huge fan of Red two. I never read the comics. Yeah, pretty much same here. <laughs> but I enjoyed Red quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, they're both actually pretty good. But yeah, the, the, the first one, one was like new yeah. and fresh, and the second one it was kind of like yeah, yeah, the way both sequels do. Yeah, it was like oh, these are the jokes that didn't make the first one. <laughs> Mario, you seen the uh, the red duology? I saw the original, but I'm gonna go red five. Woo! <laughs> red five, checking in. That's it. <laughs> red five. I never saw the sequel. Gold. <laughs> oh my god, that's a great joke. Gotta hate you. I never get tired of that joke. It's gonna keep coming. All right, this one comes from Robert, 9to5Nerds. 55% of people sit when they wipe, 45% stand. What do you do when you wipe? I kid you not, Justine from our show just asked us this question two weeks ago, and I had to think about it. 
Mm-hmm. No, we didn't talk about it on the show. We was we, oh. we would never. <laughs> I mean, we would never. So We're, do you stand or sit? Well, I believe uh, I don't want to tell you because now I'm thinking about it, and I'd have to mime it right now. Um, yeah, do it. Oh yeah, I, I lean. I do kind of the lean. I do the X-wing pilot lean forward. Does that make <laughs> okay, sense? So you, but you you basically sit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do the like X- lean left, raise the one cheek, put the yeah, hand yeah, 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 yeah. One cheek sneak. I, I yeah. do. The, yeah, I do the X-wing lean like I just got blown up. They, they all do that lean forward. Yeah, just, that's what I do. Yeah, it's, a, it's a one cheek snake. We get it. <laughs> Not porkins. <laughs> yeah, I do the porkins. We're gonna call it the porkins. <laughs> porkins died because he was fat. We've talked about that on the show. Porkins only his only crime was that he was fat. There's no reason he's. I got a problem here, and then boom. Maybe yeah. maybe it was a wiping problem. Maybe. maybe maybe he. You know what? Gases escape. <laughs> there's a lot of you know flammable flammable gases in those little confined spaces. Accidents happen. That's it. Yeah. That is it. In yeah. the in the vacuum of space, no one can hear you shart. <laughs> <laughs> or Snoop. Or Snoop. Yeah. Or Snoop. Yeah. That's you. Oh God. <laughs> All right. All right, next question comes from Michael Bagford. Ooh, this is a good one. Which James Bond film would you cast Jean-Claude Van Damme in? Oh, fuck. Right? Uh, first of all, shout out to Michael Bagford, who, uh, in a lost Castaway's Corner, admitted that he likes uh, Home Video Hustle better than, than, than Superiority Complex. So, shout out to Michael. Uh, <laughs> he actually followed... It's a brave stance. Brave yeah, he, stance. Well, he actually followed us over from a, a podcast I was on called Rock Solid... So I love him for following us. So I can't even be mad because sometimes I, even I like Home Video Hustle better than I like my own show, depending on what kind of mood Patrick's in. <laughs> so so real quick, side question. On uh, HVH, do you prefer the episodes where PJ likes the movie or the ones where he's angry at the movie? I love when they're both angry at the movie. Those are my favorites. <laughs> Those true. are my both. Um, I put John claude Van Damme could be good in any of the Pierce Brosnan era James Bond movies. Yeah. Because those aren't the best, so who cares? What? He could have been in the, um, God, I, I forget which one it is, but I, I kind of like the idea of him uh, in the role of uh, the the one with Robert Carlyle where he was the uh, the guy who couldn't feel anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think I think that's the world is not enough. But, but yeah, he... That'd have been a pretty good role for him. He's still like, I cannot feel the pain, and still like doing like spinning back kicks and yeah. shit. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> I put him any. I'd say any Pierce Brosnan, throw him in there. As James Bond or as the villain? He's the villain. He would never be in a James Bond. No, I would never the make villain. a James Bond. The villain. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He's already in one. It's called Expendables. It's called Expendables too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, what if he was a double O eight in uh, GoldenEye oh, instead of Sean fuck, Bean? Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> we, we meet again, James. <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when we studied to be uh, MI agents in France, you remember, yes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, great alternative viewers. Uh, thank you for your questions, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> this shit's amazing. You guys didn't answer that. What was, which, what's your uh, pick for? You said GoldenEye, then. Oh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with Goldeneye. Yeah. And Izzy, I'm or, sorry I cut you off. Or whatever the other one, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I I kind of want to see him be the blonde Mexican trying to kill an old lady. In Skyfall? <laughs> In Skyfall. <laughs> Actually, if you, if you start over and reboot, he would be a good Red Grant, uh, which is what Robert Shaw plays in From Russia With Love, just kind of like, yeah. A, yeah. like a cold-hearted killer with a little bit more. Because that would, that would up the stakes on the, on the fight in the train. That would kind of up the stakes. Yeah, yeah, close yeah. quarters, right. spin kicks. Yeah, and shit. like close quarter, close quarters fighting. That would be good. <laughs> so, if we're gonna do a reboot, we put him in there. Otherwise, just stick him in any villain as a, in the Pierce Brosnan role era. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, Jean Claude needs to be in uh, Bond 28 or whatever they're up to now. <laughs> so, Steve, when are we gonna watch all the Bond movies? Uh, coming next week. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we, we, we are talking about doing a Bond month where we take uh, probably the worst one from each of the four main Bonds and uh, mm-hmm. do it that way. Oh, Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> okay, Diamonds Are Forever. That's the uh, Connery one, right? Moonraker. Yeah. That's Roger Moore. Oh, yep. I, I don't know, but if you do a kill, that's Roger Moore. So I'd say if you do a kill. Oh, those are both pretty bad. <laughs> Let's do Moonraker and save a view to a kill for the full length commentary. Yes. Okay. Sold. <laughs> 
Well, spoiler <laughs> alert, Just to, uh, we are starting in the Digital Movie Club, which we do every two weeks. We are starting the 60s, and we're going to hit every one of the Bond movies from the 60s. So we won't be doing them all at once, but they'll be interspersed with other movies. But, uh, yeah, we will be hitting those in a couple of weeks. We're going to start with uh, Dr. And, uh, no. I'll hit up my mom for some more obscure 60s movies that uh, she totally loves to uh, to send you guys' way. Yeah, you guys sent us uh, Carnival of Souls, and uh, that is a great movie, and I might end up adding that to the list, depending on how available it is. But, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that was the first one that came to mind for me. And Mario, if we uh, want to follow your podcast, where can we do such? You can follow us on the Twitter at Soup Complex, S-O-U-P Complex. Uh, Believe it or not, Superiority Complex was not available when I I signed up for Twitter. So it's at (laughs) S-O-U-P Complex. And then on Facebook, you go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex, S-O-U-P Complex again. And we drop uh, new episodes every Wednesday. Every other week is our digital movie club. We're going through my entire digital movie collection chronologically. It's not every movie I own, but it's a nice little slice of, of uh, kind of a, like a core sample of what what we have. And I may I expose these young millennials to these movies that they have no interest in. So they love it. The damn kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they seem to be loving most of them. Most uh, of them. And some of them, I, I just don't think they understand. <laughs> yeah, I, and that's that's fine too. But it's it's the idea that we're all. It's kind of a communal experience, so I, I love it. And uh, and then every other week, we're just doing pop culture nonsense, just reviewing the latest movies and just talking about what what's in the zeitgeist. I just use the word zeitgeist. I want to slap myself again. I wish Richard Saw were here to punch me in the face. It's- it's, it's no penchant, but... Uh... <laughs> is it penchant in the guy, zeitgeist? Seriously, I feel like such a dick for saying that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for tolerating me for the last 90 minutes. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us, Mario. Yes, thank love, you so much. Love to break your cherry here on everything I learned from movies. Wow. And uh, maybe maybe we'll pop up on Soup Complex. Yeah, please. You, you know what? I, will, I would love to have you guys on. And we just... It's hard for us to get guests because we record in the middle of the day. But, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now we know that we can we can get together in the evening. And I want to thank Renee, who's here right now. He's usually our producer. He's closing up the shop, and he let me stay a few extra minutes to finish this out. So shout out to my Thanks, friend, Renee. Thanks, He's You're listening. Best. He wa- he's waving. Welcome. Oh, did you hear that? I can't wait to come on Soup Complex and talk about clam chowders. Oh, that's it. Yeah, we're going to talk about your bisques, your chowders, your, your gumbos. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get like maybe we'll get a little wild and get into gazpachos. Oh, we'll get into menudo. Yeah, we'll get into menudo. We'll get into uh, whatever you got. Uh, mole. That's not Soup really box? a soup, but you know, we'll get counts. We'll get into some. Uh, what's the one I can't think of right now? Posole. Thank you, Renee. Yeah. My right hand man. It was a pleasure, you guys. This was great, and I I do honestly I really enjoy your show, and you guys are so much fun. So we I, love you too. I Thank you so much listening. for being on. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Yeah. Great, great stuff you guys are putting out there. Uh, so yeah, I guess until next time I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. Oh, and I'm soup complex. Is that right? <laughs> no, I'm Mario. Yeah. And this is everything, everything I, I learned, learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Let's go get some Campbell soup with Mario. Yeah. Let's do it. Renee, you want some too? <laughs> He's got a suitcase right, full right here, guys. Sure.